I'm excited to welcome back Nicole Blevins. We've made this sort of a regular thing, right? You come on once a month and we just talk about whatever we want to talk about, which is really fun. I enjoy nerding it out with you because I know you're a lifelong learner like I am. And it's there's no shortage of HR and leadership topics to talk about. So no, I love this HR stuff. I love it. So yeah, today we're going to talk about retention. And this environment's a really interesting one. I think stemming back from the end of 2021, early 2022, this great resignation, great reshuffle, like a thousand words for it. So retention was like at the forefront of everybody's minds and it still is. And now we're entering this other environment, which is in lockstep with the great resignation still, is you have a lot of tech firms that are laying off a lot of people like reduction in forces and that doesn't feel good either. So I wanted to talk about retention because there's all of these daily interactions and touch points that we can enhance the employee experience. And I want to pick your brain on it. So you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. And you're definitely right. It's been a hot topic, I think, for a while, retaining employees and retention. And it is really important. And there's a lot of little things that you can do. There's a lot of big things that you can do. And just so much to go through. I don't even know where to start. Where do you want to start? I want to start with current employees, because I think like when you talk about retention, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different people you can wow along the process, like candidates that you may yeah. reject and eventually they come back around or boomerang employees. So I want to touch on those, but let's talk about with current employees, what are maybe the top things that you would focus on from a retention standpoint? Like the start with the most important. Yeah, I would say the most important is recognition and appreciation for the work that everyone's doing. It's been tough times, I think, for everyone right now. And like you said, we've, we're seeing a lot of layoffs in tech firms and, and things like that. And so I think employees and people are nervous and just want to mm-hmm. feel comfortable and confident in their current work environment and current work situation and recognition and appreciation can go a long way. I saw there was like a research study recently done. I forget the organization that did it. And I've seen it talked about on LinkedIn where like one of the top reasons that employees might leave an organization was like not feeling respected mm. by their employee. And I don't know if you've seen that, but it that was really interesting to me when I first saw that because I was like, not feeling respected. Okay, what does that mean? Because right. respect could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I don't think it means well, my manager cursed me out or something like that. I think it means I don't feel like my my work was appreciated or respected or my contributions were valued and respected. And so I think it's it goes a long way just to let people know that they're doing meaningful work and that they're doing a good job at what they're doing and giving that feedback and rec- recognition for all the work they're doing in such really difficult and crazy times, quite frankly. Yeah. I like where you started with the recognition because I think even like even when it comes to giving constructive feedback in the moment is always the most important thing. And so there's a mutual respect around like, Hey, I'm going to recognize you when I see you doing amazing work and I'm going to call it out. But if if there needs to be some improvement, I'm going to call it out in the moment too. I'm not going to wait for your annual review and then dump it on you. That's probably where the lack of respect comes into play. It's like, why don't you just tell me that I could have fixed it in the moment. Just be open with me about it. Yeah. And there's even in those tough conversations, there's recognition of the person. And I recognize that you're working really hard and you're trying your best. And here's just some feedback on ways that we can improve things. So there's still that recognition and appreciation for the work and for the fact that they're trying and they're giving their all and they're being engaged at work. Is there a particular 
cadence or methodology around how you like to recognize people? Like at a, a manager level, I get it because it could be individual recognition, but like even a kind of a corporate publicly recognized way. Yeah, I know you've talked about this on the podcast before of like our wow card recognition program internally at Zenium. And I feel like a lot of organizations or people are like, oh, it's just this little recognition thing. Like I don't have time for that or to manage that, or I don't know how meaningful that's really going to be to employees. And I can see why people think that, but I can tell you from personal experience, like when I receive wow cards, like it almost brings me to tears sometimes really just to having that note of someone just saying, thank you so much for all your help with this. I really appreciate it. You don't know how much of an impact that this had on me because a lot of times we get in the rut of just like doing our jobs and like running on the hamster wheel that we don't actually have a chance to reflect on how that impacts uh, the person that we're working with and how meaningful it is to them. So I think just that recognition of those small little things that you can do. I don't think you need to give someone like a thousand dollar bonus or have this super structured thing where you're needing to do a lot of that, those really simple, meaningful conversations and informal feedback or recognition, I think is the most impactful. Are you going to love that my camera just died on me, but that's fine. I, I did see that, but I was just <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep, I don't know what's going it's on. All good. So what, what else from a retention standpoint would you like to, would you focus on with employees that currently work for you? I mean, recognition is obviously a huge one, but what else keeps people there? We often hear uh, they leave because of managers. Is that still true? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that was def another one of the top reasons why organizations left in that study that I mentioned was managers. So I think the other thing that can be done to help retain employees is organizations investing more time and resources in training and supporting their managers because a lot of managers don't have prior experience as managers, right? We're promoted because they were top performers and are now flying by the seat of their pants trying to figure out how do I manage? What am I supposed to do? What's the right way to do this? And just rely on prior experiences of what they've seen in a manager. And sometimes those experiences aren't good. Right. I think it goes a long way, really training and supporting managers on how to effectively coach people and give feedback and give recognition and ask meaningful questions on how someone, on what makes that person want to stay, on how to retain them. Because what is going to retain me versus what's going to retain you, Brandon, versus another person could look very different. And my philosophy is always, you don't know unless you ask. So asking those questions in one-on-ones, what is one thing I can do as a manager to best support you? What are the key things that keep you working here that are meaningful to you? What is something that's going to make you decide to leave? What's the most frustrating part of your job? And figuring out ways that you can help improve that. I interviewed Scott Ballard. The episode's not out yet, but he said something that was so interesting about like what keeps people there. He's like, most managers and leaders are not in tune to the hopes and the dreams of their employees. They treat them like a number, like a cog in a wheel, yeah. and they only care about the task in front of them versus if you truly cared about your people and their career development, and they have a life outside of the workplace. If you just ask those questions and help support what 
their hopes and their dreams are, that's probably what keeps them there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just being that listening ear, that support system, someone that's rooting for them, no matter what they decide to do. So yeah, I feel like there's just so many little things. Like it's not about the big things. I think a lot of companies like put it in their head that, oh, we need to do like this huge big thing to retain. And it's more about the little things you can do in daily interactions with managers and employees in recognizing your employees and making them feel like they're doing meaningful, challenging, valuable work. I truly believe that cultures change one conversation and action at a time. It's sometimes the smallest stuff that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. A a thousand percent. Let's talk about the people outside of the organization. So a lot of times when we're interviewing several candidates, people apply and they may get rejected. We can only choose one for one position, but what's a way to give them a good experience in the recruiting, hiring process that might wow people where you may end up hiring them for another position at some point, but if you burn bridges and and don't leave them with a good experience, they're likely to, it's going to hit your reputation in some ways. Talk about that. Yeah. Recruiting, I think, is tough for a lot of organizations right now. And so the focus is really on retention because if we don't have to recruit to fill those positions, then great, because that's really tough and challenging in the market right now. But I think that historically, organizations have not put a huge focus on the recruitment process and What I mean by that is they've ghosted candidates or they've not followed up to let them know where they were in the process or they've not given them feedback through the steps of the process of here's the next step in the process. I'll keep you posted and really keeping those lines of communication opening open rather. And what's happening, as we've seen, is candidates are ghosting employers right? or we're now having that kind of breakdown because that was employers were were doing that historically. And I tell clients that a really great applicant pool for them for candidates is past candidates, right? So people that were interviewed previously for a position and maybe weren't selected, I would say a large majority of the people that are end up not being selected for a role has nothing to do with there being a red flag. It's just, wow, these both of these candidates are really good. And I want to select this one because they've got a little bit more industry experience than this other person, or they've got this extra certification that would be really valuable, but we're really good, strong candidates. And those people could make really great additions to your team in the future, or should that position open up again, if you've treated that candidate with respect and kept the lines of communication open throughout the process, it's very likely that you'll be able to reach back out to them and say, hey, we've got these other opportunities. You are a great candidate. I'd love for you to apply for one of those. I think it does open up a really huge candidate pool for you. And I actually have a personal story or experience with that. My first ever HR job, I applied for an HR internship as an HR assistant for a law firm when I was in Florida, in in Orlando, Florida. And I went through the whole interview process, had an awesome experience, really wanted to work for that organization. And they unfortunately called me and let me know that they selected another candidate, but really appreciated my time and effort. And it was a tough decision, which I appreciated that that call and that follow up. Obviously, I was disappointed and devastated. But I noticed that I want to say two months later, the position was posted again, the internship 
position was posted again. So it's like, maybe that person didn't work out, right? Maybe they weren't <laughs> yeah. the greatest fit. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, I saw this position was posted again. I know you mentioned it was a tough decision. Like, I'd love to be considered again if that's an opportunity. So I, I definitely took the initiative to put myself out there. And their response was, yes, we'd love to meet with yeah. you. We weren't sure that you would be interested wow. in being considered again because we yeah. rejected you. And rejection is hard. But I was because I had a positive interview process yeah. and I recognized that those are tough decisions and it doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with me or when you reject something that there's anything wrong with them. It's just you have to make the best choice that you can at that moment in time and that could change and evolve. And I ended up getting that internship and that kind of launched, really launched my HR career. So had they not treated me so respectfully throughout the process. And had I not had a really good experience, I would have never reached out, right, to reapply yeah. for that position or be interested in that again. So it really opens up a whole pool of candidates for you if you're intentional on the front end. What do you think from a specific standpoint, like how they how recruiters would behave in that situation where what are they saying to the candidate, even if it's a rejection? How are, are they connecting with them on LinkedIn or something and staying in touch with them? Like, how far can you go on this? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely great to connect with them on LinkedIn. I think that's a great way to maintain connection and keep lines of communication going like beyond just the recruitment process. I would say what made a difference for me in that process is I just got a good vibe really from all of the mm. interviews that I did. It felt personable to me rather than just kind of reading a list of questions and like being really robotic about the process. It felt more like I was developing a connection in those conversations. And the conversation, rather than sending me the email that's unfortunately, we've decided mm. to go with other candidates, yeah. while that does save time, um, I really appreciated that call to really be able to hear in their voice or from the inflection of their voice. Like it really was a tough decision. Yeah. You were a great candidate. We really appreciate your time. That goes a long way rather than just the templatized email that we a lot of times see go out. So just little things like that made a huge difference for me. And of course, everyone's going to be different. But I think really having that personal connection or that personal touch and treating that person like a person or an individual rather than a number of candidates that you got. Let's talk about the boomerang employees. And those are employees that they leave your organization and then they come back. Yeah, <laughs> It happens. And I, I, we've experienced it at Zenium where they we left them yeah. with a good impression and they had a good experience and they came back. Talk about what we can do on the, the separation that can make it or they terminate with dignity and then they may come back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when it comes to employees that have decided to leave, that is not a decision that is probably easy for them or that they take lightly. And so like, uh, I think a lot of times organizations, once someone resigns and they're in the two week period, they're like, all right, I'm not going to put any more time or effort into this relationship because this person is leaving. And so they just mm, let yeah. them do their thing, right, for two weeks or for whatever without following up, having conversations, asking, are you excited about your new opportunity? I'm happy for you. And letting them know in that process, if that doesn't work out, like our doors are always open to you. We'd, I'd love to hear how you're doing. And, you know, so they don't feel like they're taking as huge of a risk. I feel like 
it, I've taken risks. Obviously, I left my last organization in Florida and moved all the way across <laughs> the country to come to Zenium. And the thought definitely crossed my mind of, oh, my gosh, what if this doesn't work? This is a yeah. huge risk. Am I going to be able to find another job if this doesn't work out? And so really developing that connection and having like that that former employer say, our doors are always open to you. If, you know, it doesn't work out, we're here for you. We support you. Reach out to us. That is really impactful to hear that because when, as the employee that's resigned, you're also thinking, oh, they they hate me because I resigned. They're never going to want to take me back in the future. When in reality, that's not true, right? The organization, if you were a great contributor and you left on a positive note, right? You gave your notice, you were respectful and continued working during that time period. Then I think it does open a lot of doors for you. So I think it's on both ends really for the employee to treat that transition period appropriately and still give their best and not be checked out during that period. But also for the employer to say, we care about you. We want to see you succeed. You are a huge member of our team and our doors are always open for you because sometimes the person needs to hear that. Yep. I'm glad we covered these areas because I think too often we neglect the obviously the internal employees from a re- retention and just overall clinics ex- or employee experience standpoint. But when you talk about all the people that you touch in the, the recruiting process and the employees that may have left, and those are like, those are candidates that are right underneath your nose. Yeah. Versus we spend so much time and energy trying to source new candidates. Whereas like you have a big ecosystem of employees yeah. and candidates that have already touched you. Let's focus there. They already know you. Yeah, exactly. And it is, quite a few times where somebody will like think the grass is greener or at least in the recruitment process, another organization maybe makes this role and opportunity sound amazing. And then you get in there and the reality is doesn't quite fit like what the organization talked it up to be. And so it's really important to just, like I said, keep those lines of communication open and let employees know that it's okay to still stay in touch beyond that last day to reach out and still have you as a support system. One more thing and I'll let you go. This is more of a tactical question because I hear, heard noise about it. Retention bonuses and also like sign-on bonuses. How do you feel about those two things? They're very tactical and I just don't, I don't know if I love them personally, but you're an HR professional and you're smarter than I am. So I want to know, <laughs> know what you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard that as well because it's been such a tough recruitment environment. It it definitely poses complications, right? Because there's the Oregon Equal Pay Act yeah. here in Oregon, at least. So it's a lot more difficult to do things like that because now you're essentially paying a new employee coming in more than in terms of total compensation for that year than existing employees potentially, which can cause things to go out of balance with the Oregon Equal Pay Act. So there are some states where they don't have a law like that, and that's very common and very popular and helps attract candidates. I would say in the healthcare field too, that's very popular to offer like retention or sign-on bonuses. Um, So it can be an effective tool, but it's not without its like complications, Right. right? And without existing employees feeling like, oh, there's all these retention and sign-on bonuses. I could get that if I go work for somewhere else then. So it 
it's not without its challenges. So I am, I'm personally not a huge fan of it either <laughs> for that. I, I was driving through my town and there was a local diner, which I love. They have a great chicken fried steak that I love. <laughs> and they had a sign that said, now hiring cooks with a $3,000 sign on bonus. And I'm like, God, if I was an existing oh. cook, like how I would be pissed. Should yeah. I just I leave real quick and then come back and then you give me that bonus or I know. <laughs> Can I resign and then reapply and then right. get hired? Will I get that? Yeah. I mean, that definitely crosses people's minds. And so while I get the intention behind it is like to get positions filled quickly and try to compete in this market, it definitely has other ramifications that I think organizations may not be thinking about when they start doing that. Yeah, contact your local HR professional for yeah, the guidance there. <laughs> exactly. Contact Zenium. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Nicole, this is a blast. I always appreciate when you and I get to come on here and just geek out. So thanks for coming on and I uh, appreciate you. Anything that you'd want to say in parting on this topic or anything else? No, just a retention is really important. I think it's going to continue to be top of mind as the labor market is really tight right now. And so just think through things before making kind of quick decisions to try and solve a short-term problem, really thinking long-term. And like I said before, jokingly, but really mean it, reach out to us at Zenium. Like we're here to talk through the pros and the cons of different things before you implement something like that. So definitely lean on us as a resource. And I love having these conversations with you too, Brandon. So thanks for always inviting me to talk about these important things. My special guest has been Nicole Blevins. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Bye.